Next on BYU Sports Nation, will the real BYU football team please stand up? Five games in, who are they? Say wheel or will? It's rivalry week. Where does the matchup with Utah State rank among the Cougars' top rivalries? Plus, one-on-one with BYU offensive line coach Ryan Pugh. Why does he need a picture with the old wagon wheel? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, October 3rd, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who has mastered the old Oregon Trail video game, Jerem Jordan. I did like it a lot, but when I was little, I lived in Oregon, so I thought, what's the point? I'm here already. It was so morbid at times. Typhoid, you're dead. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what did I do? This two-bit, I mean, eight-bit game ain't worth nothing. <laughs> yeah. Is it even eight-bit? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I always thought, what am I doing in Nebraska? Yeah, I literally yeah. live in Oregon right now, so yeah. Yeah, the computer lab, it, it all became about just hunting. Can I get to the part where I hunt and I, I can just, just kill a bunch of buffalo and bear and like stockpile like 20,000 pounds of meat? Yeah, that would be illegal now. Uh, <laughs> but about 150 years ago, that was super cool. <laughs> it's, I mean, again, more, but not, not just you. It's like your daughter and son have died. What? Wow. We're off to a riveting start. I know, here. right? Thanks for bringing that up. A second grader shouldn't be handling that on a video game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Let's just go honest. hunt. Well, here's today's show lineup, my friend. Mitchell Jurgens will join us in 15 minutes. What did the Utah State rivalry mean to him as a player? Probably what was his not much. Favorite moment in those rivalry games. Stop <laughs> it. Ryan Pugh will tell us what went wrong against Washington in 40 minutes, and if BYU now has the edge back like they got after the loss to Cal. Mm. That said, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We approach the midway point of the BYU football season. Crazy, right? First rivalry week of the season. Two more days of preparation for Utah State this Friday in the battle for the old wagon wheel. Head coach Kalani Satake said he expects both Zane Anderson and Diane Lake to play this week. That Who's is Diane fantastic Lake? news. Or Diane Gawoloku. Oh. Coverage begins with countdown to kickoff at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Former Cougar Kyle Collinsworth started for the Toronto Raptors in last night's preseason game against the Utah Yass. Collinsworth had two rebounds and one assist in 11 minutes. That must mean he's a starter, right? Uh... BYU men's volleyball announces the hiring of former player Devin Young as an assistant coach. BYU middle blocker for the Cougars in 2008. Took a two-year mission trip break and then played from 2011 to 2014. Good player, and that's the second final hire on that staff, so they are full. Sorry, no room for you. Oh, man. BYU men's cross country remains ranked number two, while the women's team climbs to number nine in the USTF CCCCA most recent coaches poll. This marks the highest ranking for the ladies. Since number six in 2006. Three top 10 Taylor teams. Doing work. Three top 10 teams on campus right now in Provo. That's awesome. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Will the real BYU football please stand up? We've seen a lot of different things. 
obvious highs against Arizona and Wisconsin, both on the road in Power 5 wins. Lows against Cal at home, some head-scratching moments in that game, and then the letdown against Washington. McNeese State, whatever. After five games, just who is this BYU team? A few years ago, we spoke with one Dr. Robert F. and I. And he, uh, I asked him the question, how long into a season, how many games do you have to play before you feel like you know what you have with the team? And he surprised both of us by saying six. This is the sixth game for BYU here. Okay. Uh, so what is BYU? I think, I, I think BYU isn't the team that beat Wisconsin. That's the high. And then the low you mentioned against Washington. That was the worst performance. Um, it's somewhere in between. I would hope that BYU is the team that beat Arizona which is a really good run game, ball control, doesn't turn it over, puts itself uh, in, a, in a situation where BYU can win the game, right? Uh, Cal was a situation where BYU couldn't run the ball and then was overly aggressive in the pass game and threw a couple picks that cost the Cougars in the end a late score there. So I'm hoping BYU is more like that Arizona team. Defensively, BYU gave up, had an 18-point lead and gave up a couple scores. But I think that's the BYU team. Now, can that BYU team hang with higher scoring offenses against inferior opponents in Utah State and Hawaii is the question. It's all about a quick start for BYU, regardless of the opponent, I think. If the Cougars can score early, meaning in the first half at some point, I think that generally that will yield good results. the first half early? I would say the second half isn't that early, right? BYU scored seven points in the first quarter this year. 41 in the second, 41 in the third. Okay, and I'm saying the first half. Okay, so second quarter, great. Can BYU score points in the second quarter? Yeah, by then have they given up two scores to, say, the Utah State offense? Like, that's the question. What do we know about BYU football? We know they want to be built on physicality and discipline, and we have seen that at times. Aside from the Washington game and early against Arizona, BYU had – has been pretty disciplined. In fact, I think Jeff Grimes pointed out that they went three straight games without a pre-snap penalty. That's a big deal to them. That's amazing. With how much motion they have involved in that offense and everything going on there, you would think that there would be a couple of jumps. Three straight games, no pre-snap penalties. So, and that we, includes procedure and... Illegal formation, illegal substitution, yeah, all that. All kinds okay? of so at times, they are built on physicality, and we think discipline. So who is BYU? Well, they are becoming the mentality of what Jeff Grimes wants them to be. Methodical at times, but setting up some trickery. He's he's kind of, uh, again, people are like, oh, the offense is kind of boring. But was the double pass trick play at Wisconsin boring? No, you just, it's kind You're of like, one play. you have to wait for the time's for it to not be boring because it is they lull you to sleep, they're physical, they pound you, and then boom, over the top, there's a big play. But can BYU be opportunistic That's the one over more? The top big play of can the BYU be more opportunistic? Right. Five games, you've highlighted this one play. That's the only play over the top that's BYU. I'm not saying completed. that BYU is five? full of trickeration. I'm telling you, they're yeah, methodical. Definitely not. They're methodical. And well, then that's they... BYU. Methodical, conservative, simple. That's the DNA of this uh, institution. Who is BYU football right now? Physical, disciplined, and methodical, which all translates to uh, the run game, right? And BYU's not actually good at running the ball right now. But how much of that is built on who they have played in the first five games? Utah State's front is not Wisconsin's front. 
It is not Washington's front. And that is front. a scientific fact. It is not Cal's front. What can BYU's run game do against Utah State? Then we will know, I think, a little bit more about who is this BYU football team. Yeah, BYU's got to gotta be more physical. It'll be better. Utah is BYU's number one rival. There's no arguing that. If you don't think that's the case, I don't know why you're watching this program or listening. There's no doubt about it. But where do other teams fit? Okay, Utah State Week seems to always bring up the following related question. Where does the Utah State game rank on your rivalry rankings? There is the rivalry with Utah, and then just... It doesn't be- need a name either. There is just... It is. Just behind that is Utah State. I think Utah and Utah State go hand-in-hand, hand, in-state foes. They're the longest-standing traditions. And as much as BYU fans at times want to call Utah State little brother and Utah State want to... F- you know, point at BYU and say, oh, you're so full of yourselves. It's true. We've beaten you two times in the last four years. Get it, get with it. Times are changing. Okay. There's bickering there, and there is more bickering there between Utah State because they have won a few games in the recent past. Yeah, they went to And there, sh- there should be. Yeah. There Utah should State be. is much improved. They used to be a doormat. Now they're competitive and beating BYU. It is number two. And just behind Utah state is Boise state. Still in my opinion, an emerging rivalry. And that brings on our stat of the day, Jerem. It's the BYU sports nation stat of the day. Yes. The Aggies are clamoring more from Logan, Utah because they've won two of the last four. However, Utah state has not beaten BYU in back-to-back seasons. Since 1973 and 1974. Gary Scheide, what happened? It's a good question. What happened, Gary? You threw for a bunch of yards, but you lost to Utah State twice. And what? 74, back-to-back seasons. So they're trading games over the last four years, but what BYU does not do historically is lose back-to-back, and the Cougars have the Aggies in Provo. I argued yesterday that something epic has to happen for BYU to lose to Utah State. Seven turnovers, third string quarterback. Taysom Hill gets hurt. BYU's one and three. Like BYU's had some miracles uh, they've had to pull out, you know, in a couple a couple games here. Okay, what about uh, your rivalry rankings? I went Utah, I'm, Utah State, Boise one's State. Utah. Yes, Utah State is number two. You're right. I think Boise State is becoming more of a rival. So it, you almost categorize it this way: Utah State. There's like there's a there's a uh, a feeling there, an emotion right there, right? I think rivalries evoke emotion like when when i say byu and utah there's an emotion that happens right like stirs you within like you know when i say utah state there's like a mild annoyance there's an emotion yeah there's an emotion there for me it's annoyance and then boise state there haven't been enough uh emotional situations like st mary's there have been we've talked about this oh yes st mary's is more rival than got Gonzaga because of certain emotional things that have happened yes. with elbows and mouthpieces and whatnot. Boise State is becoming a bigger rival, though, for BYU. BYU needs to win a little more often against Boise State, but winning has never been a thing that's mattered in a rivalry. If that was the case, BYU and Utah wouldn't be rivals right now because BYU's lost seven in a row. And they wouldn't have been rivals through the 1980s right. when BYU right. won nine in a row. Well, BYU since 1980 is 27-5 and five against Utah State. So winning and losing isn't necessarily what determines a rivalry, I'm telling you, it's emotional. So I agree with your list that Utah State is the number two rival in football. And number three should be UMass. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it is regional. And I kid, I kid. The emotions are tied because of how close these schools are. That's becoming the case with Boise State as well, which, by the way, I want BYU to play Boise State every year for the rest of eternity. Like, that is my favorite 
non-conference series besides Utah, of course. I like it even more than the Utah State game. Whether you want to buy into the whole little brother conversation, guess what? Oh, little, that classic little, moment on the Marriott Center after the basketball game. Little brother's That's, gotten better. That student was fired immediately. He's gotten better. <laughs> he's gotten better. In fact, he's beaten you two out of the last four years. Well, he's growing up finally. Exactly. Yeah, it took a long time. But he's better, and yeah. he's grown up. Merlin Olsen uh, and, and those guys. They have, there's some rich history there. It's not as rich as BYU's, but it's better now. There's there one in-state rivalry trophy. Right? The beehive boot. That goes to the school that wins the most against the rest of in-state competition, right? Is that is the beehive boot, does it, does it move or across all Utah school platforms? I think it does. But in terms of head-to-head no matchup. One, no one knows or cares. In terms of head-to-head matchup, there's only one rotating trophy, and that is the old wagon wheel, which is why Utah State belongs to, at number two on this What's list. What's the trophy for BYU-Utah that we need to make up? I don't, I don't know. There, there isn't one. By-week topic. I mean, the beehive boot, but I feel like that is all schools. So it's not just between Utah and BYU. The old wagon wheel puts this rivalry. And is the beehive boot basketball? Just a little bit a little bit higher. And there's, some, there's more tradition there. You want the wagon wheel. BYU Pitch wants the wagon wheel back. Boy. All right, Jerem, does this Utah State-BYU rivalry game mean more to the Cougars or to Utah State? I kind of have a hard time prioritizing what's important for Utah State. In fact, I don't care. Uh, but I'll think about it for a sec. Nobody okay, cares. That's right. So besides hauling water, gathering eggs, tending the garden, milking the cows, and feeding the livestock. Uh, shot fired, shot fired, shot fired, shot fired. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Uh, Utah State, um, I think it's a bigger game for BYU, actually. Yes. Here's why. Yes. Uh, Utah State has what's called a conference. So they... Even if BYU wins the game, then Utah State's still playing for something. Um, BYU's playing for fill-in-the-blank, right? For pride, power, you know, cool runnings. Um, yeah, you want to win your rivalry games. And BYU stated some goals, you know, protect Lavelle's house. And, I mean, I think it means more for BYU at this point. BYU's got to maintain the image. Let's be honest. And I saw an article written, I, w- I want to say maybe in the Salt Lake Tribune recently, that said BYU needs to win uh, to maintain the pecking order. I would agree with that, given last year what happened. I know it was just one year, but if BYU loses two in a row to Utah State, all of a sudden Utah State inches. I mean, they're not past BYU in the pecking order, but they're getting closer. Well, there would be an argument that Utah State is now level playing field with BYU. They're... If you look at the last two years only. I mean, if you look historically, it's not even close. But oh, I'm not saying but, that. But if, you're, if your qualifier is the last five years, then you could argue, oh, okay, Utah State is is they've, more of a player. They're still number three in the state, clearly. They've then beaten BYU three out of the last five, though. That is a huge boon for their argument that they are on the yeah. level of BYU. If you're looking national cred, all, the, all that. Sure. Like, sorry, has Utah State been ranked Step recently? outside, like, yes. But with Did Utah State, State beat Wisconsin? No, they lost in 2012. BYU won that game. This younger year. brother's argument gets a little bit louder. It gets a little bit louder, yes, right? Yes, and we can barely hear it from Ogden. Oh my goodness! He just he just feeling wow. good today. It's rivalry wow, week, dude. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, this is this game, a neutral channel? No, I said it's BYU this, TV. I, I said this initially on the BYU TV Sports post game. Ten minutes after BYU lost to Washington, the game with Utah State has now become extremely important for BYU. It is a turning point game for the Cougars. Yes, because if they win this. 
then maybe they get on a roll and they can get back to national relevance, which means a ranking or at least have a shot at a ranking mm-hmm. going to Boise State. Amen. If BYU can be 6-2 and two going to Boise State, probably they're just outside. And knowing that if we can finally beat Boise on the blue, we're going to be ranked again, and we're going to be nationally relevant. Yes, amen to that. If BYU goes 6-2, and two, BYU will have eight wins in the regular season at least. It starts with Utah State. And if you beat Boise State or Utah? Now you're talking about something awesome, okay? So BYU needs to defend Lavelle's house. Last year was pathetic, two and five. Uh, three home games in a row with group of five competition that BYU can beat. Boom, boom, bye, boom. Let's go. You've got to protect Lavelle's house. Do it! Three games that you Do will it. be favored in and should win. Two and a half point favorite this week. BYU is playing for any glimmer of national relevance hope against Utah State. If and they right lose now, to Utah right. State, they are 3-3, three and three, and that Wisconsin win starts to feel like forever ago. Right. Well, it already does after the Washington game. I'll be honest. you got to beat Utah State to hold on to that glimmer of hope for national relevance. Our question of the day, where do you rank Utah State on your BYU rivalry list? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At Arizona MCC tweets in, With BYU as an independent, many rivalries from the past have ceased to exist. Utah will always be on top of the short list, and Utah State has to be number two. Yeah, I don't... Good good point. I think in the past you might have argued like, eh, Wyoming's a bigger rival than Utah State or something in the past. Utah State's clearly number two as an independent. Yeah, and then UMass. What? Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to add your voice to the conversation. Coming up, BYU offensive line coach Ryan Pugh tells us what it means to him to protect Lavelle's house. Plus, Jerem, it's the Starman. Mitchell Jurgens joins us. Does he think this is a season-defining game against the Aggies? This is BYU Sports Nation. I thought it was Jurgens this whole time. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow is BYU Basketball Media Day. Believe it. That means we have a two-hour show featuring Dave Rose, Yoli Childs, TJ Haas, Josh Hardnett, and Luke Worthington from 12 to 2 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Then at 6.30 Eastern, watch Dave Rose on our digital platforms during his press conference on the BYU TV app and BYUtv.org. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can always listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast or watch the show going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, however, and well, just just do it. Okay? And why ever. Just, just why ever. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, however, why ever. And why ever. <laughs> like. Emphasis on the why. Is that a, is that a letter Y? I'm telling ever? you why. Okay. Our question of the day. Where do you rank Utah State on your BYU rivalry list? A few responses in on Facebook from Brent Robinson. He asks the question, they're a rival? Stop it, Brent. <laughs> it's, it's a rivalry. Whether you want it to be or not, it is. Come on, Brent. Caleb McNeil says... Uh, let's not act like BYU's not two and two in their last four games against Utah State. It's been more competitive, and uh, I mean, it pains to say for me to say it, but it's been more fun because of that. It's fun playing a game where you go, "Hey, this this is a game I look forward to." There is a toss-up factor in this one in yeah. the game for sure. Yeah. 
Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is former BYU football wide receiver. He is the star man. He is now a star on the sidelines as the reporter for BYU radio football coverage. Mitchell Jurgens back on the show. Mitchell, welcome back to BYU Sports oh, Nation. Thanks. Yeah, it's good to be here. Okay, so I'm recalling what happened in the year 2013 when you were a rostered player, Mitchell. Uh-huh. BYU went to Utah State in Logan, I believe, with a record of two and two or three and two, and I called it at that juncture an extremely important game for what BYU did the rest of the season and that chase down of national relevance in the form of a ranking. Well, BYU took care of business at Utah State and then proceeded to win a few more, including a barn burner against Houston, and then all of a sudden the Cougars. We're 6-2 after beating Boise State, and it was like, all right, BYU's back in the conversation. I look at this year's schedule with where the Utah State game is and what BYU has recently done, I feel like it's very, very, very similar to what you experienced in 2013. How do you see the importance of this game? Yeah, it's, I mean, every Utah State game is important. Um, When it, you know, especially for this season, it kicks off the in-state rivalries. Um, one of Kalani's uh, big pushes for the season is um, winning the state. And so that starts with a chance this weekend against Utah State. And, I mean, it means a lot. Uh, this game, we play for the wagon wheel, and it's not in our possession, so you got to get it back. Um, so, that, so that means a lot. Um, it means a lot for the season. Um, and it's, I mean, now, you know, I'm not a player, and for me it means a lot because, I work with some guys that go to Utah State, and the last thing I want is, you know, them to be able to run their mouths and, and talk about, you know, that Utah State just beat BYU. So it's, they're going to do that anyway, protect. Mitchell. They're going to run their yeah. mouth anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you know, I gotta, I gotta be prepared for, um, you know, a victory, so I can enjoy, you know, kind of walk confidently in the office. BYU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The Cougars were ranked 20th last week before the Washington game, which was an abomination and perhaps the low point of the season when it all is said and done. Hopefully that's the worst it gets, right? But the question is, how good is Utah State, Mitchell? Because they played Michigan State really tough on the road and then haven't played strong competition two weeks ago and one week ago. And then, uh, uh, sorry, Air Force was a good team. But it's hard to know how good Utah State is. So what do you think? You know, regardless of the opponents that they've played, um, they're a good team and they know how to score points. Um, and, and that's, I mean, I guess we'll find out when they face BYU this weekend. Um, but, you know, you look at the points that they've put up, the least amount of points that they've scored is against Michigan State, and they scored 31 points. I mean, if you average 31 points in a season, um, you're going to have a winning record. You're going to be a good team because, I mean, that's that's what it takes to, you put up 31 points, you should expect to win a lot of games. Um, and so regardless of the opponents that they've played, this team has an offense that knows how to move the ball, get first downs, convert on third downs, and, and put the ball in the end zone. Um, and so I think, I mean, I think this team is very good. And regardless of the record that BYU and Utah State have had in the past you know, 50 years where BYU has kind of proved to be the, the more dominant team, um, I, I kind of look at this matchup as saying it's a toss-up, and if BYU doesn't come out strong, Utah State can surprise some people. BYU football radio sideline reporter and analyst Mitchell Jurgens with us on BYU Sports Nation. What kind of impact 
would it be for BYU to have Diane Gaoloku and Zane Anderson back defensively for this matchup against the Aggies? Uh, that it'd be a huge impact. Um, when I look at the BYU defense, um, I, I, I look at four guys who kind of they run the defense. They they make the the most um, I guess um, game changing plays, and and two of those guys, along with Corbin Kafusi and Sione Takitaki, are Zane and Diane. Um, I mean, these guys they lead the defense, and when they're on the field, I think collectively, as as a team. BYU feels better about it. They know that their studs are on the field. They're going to make plays when, you know, they're backed up maybe against uh, in their own territory. They can count on those guys to, to rally the team and, and get things going. And so I think, I mean, it would be huge to have those guys back on the field, um, not only for their playmaking ability, but I think overall for the confidence of the team and just feeling like they've got the guys in place to make, make big plays and, and they'll be ready to go. So, I, yeah, I think it means a lot. Yeah, and we'll see if they can actually go this week. That'd be great. Statistically, the offense does not have good numbers. They're bottom 30 in every relevant offensive statistical category, yards per play and points and yards and pass yards and rush yards and whatnot. But how much of that is a product of BYU's actually that team or BYU played four power fives, three on the road? What do you think? Yeah, that's it, it's a tough question to answer. When you, I mean, when you look at, the strength of schedule um, that we've had. I mean, we've got, we've played, uh, we've had the toughest schedule, one of the toughest schedules in college football. And, um, and it, it is tough for, especially for an offense that had to learn a new scheme and is learning, you know, all sorts of things with personnel groups. And um, it's just a different field, different play calls, different formations with new players. Um, and then you put that up against tough competition, it's, it's kind of hard to find your identity early. Um, but tough teams are going to rise. Um, I, I'm just interested to see the first months out of the way. They've, they should have all the, the jitters of these, of these huge games as well against these tough opponents. And so I'm, I'm just curious to see what kind of offense um, BYU turns into in this latter half of the season. Um, and it is, I think it's a big defining moment for their offense to show, you know, who they really are because we've seen glimpses of greatness and um, some struggles. And so I think we'll be able to tell um, based on how the season progresses what kind of offense this truly is. Utah State is fourth in the country at 51.5 points a game, Mitchell. Can BYU win a shootout if it comes to that? Um, they definitely can, um, but they're going to have to find some things that haven't been present so far. Um, to win shootouts, you've got to be able to throw the ball downfield, complete it, and and make drives, or I guess make touchdown drives um, in less uh, of a time frame or I guess docking off um, – less time on the clock that they've kind of been accustomed to just grinding the football. Um, and so they've got to identify which guys can make plays downfield. Uh, we've seen Matt Bushman uh, make a couple plays, so I want to see them use those guys, uh, use him even more. But then receivers are going to have to step up and, and say, hey, Tanner, you can throw me the ball downfield. I'm going to catch it. Let's go do that a couple times in a row. And, and so that's what it's going to take. I think they can do it, but they've got to identify – the deep pass game, um, and receivers have to step up and make some plays. 
Mitchell Jurgens, radio sideline analyst and insider for BYU football, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Why do you think the big difference is in play between the 2015 version of Tanner Mangum and the 2018 version of Tanner Mangum? And I know I'm speaking, you know, in relation to statistics when I ask that question. Right. Well, number one, the offense is completely different. Um, I think Tanner's asked to do um, different things this year than he was in 2015. Um, when you go back and look at how the offense um, how the offense worked in 2015, we threw the ball deep a lot. Um, that was part of the game plan was we had you know a lot of tall receivers that could go up and get it. And, and so they relied on that. Coach and I relied on that and allowed Tanner to just throw the ball downfield and expect those guys to make plays. Um, and this year he's just he hasn't been asked to do those things. Um, it's a, you know, I'd say it's a run first offense um, and it's, it's slower pace. They don't go as fast. And so when you also run, uh, I guess, uh, not as many plays as you would have in 2015, his, his stats are going to drop. Um, and so I just think the way the offense is designed to run is different and you're not going to see um, the, the stats that we've seen before from Tanner Manga. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's uh, performing, uh, I guess, uh, at a lower level than he was in 2015. Um, He's just asked to do different things and manage the game differently than he was before. Mitchell, we'll finish with this. Uh, When you look back on your experience against Utah State, what's your favorite play or memory in that rivalry? Um, that's, that's tough. I mean, every, every time you get to step on the field against those guys, it's, it's great. In 2015, I think, yeah, we were up in Logan and it was snowing and that was awesome. Um, you know, playing in the snow and in the cold, freezing. Uh, but I think the best <laughs> it was, it was freezing. Um, but the best memory, uh, I'd say was my senior year in 2016. Um, it was senior night. And so that was the last time I actually stepped foot as a player on, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, um, we were in the blackouts, um, so it was just—it was a great memory. Um, just going out against an in-state rival, and and we won that game. And so it was—I um, mean, it was. There's a lot of good memories of Utah State, but I'd say that one was was the most special. Mitchell, it's always great to talk to you, man. We appreciate the time amidst your busy schedule, and look forward to a great game on Friday night. Hey, thanks so much. You got it. Mitchell Jurgens on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Can BYU be more explosive? Um, because they might need it on Friday night against this. And he brought up the team. strength of schedule yeah. uh, commentary. BYU, of fun fact, in the Sagarin ratings, the only team to have a winning record in the top five out yeah. of five toughest so schedules. BYU survived, which yeah. is awesome. Yes. Which is awesome. Coming up, you survived a conversation with Ryan Pugh, who really wants a picture with the old wagon. <laughs> And what's the chance, Jerem, BYU's offense puts up that magical number of at least 24 points against Uh, Utah State on Friday? 24 going to beat Utah State? First to 24, man. This is BYU Sports Nation. What about laughing? Tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, get better acquainted with the Cougars. Past and present is Greg Rebell with his grandma glasses, host a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. Tonight's guests are former Cougar All-American basketball player Devin Durant, an All-American volleyball star on the number one ranked team in the nation. Ronnie Jones-Perry, ponderize this at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. Ponderize that, this. For those on TV, that is a picture of Greg Rebell. It looks like he's wearing his grandma's glasses. He's like 10 or something? 12. 12? 
yeah. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with today's headline recap. We are essentially at the midway point of the BYU football season. Well, after Friday, we will be, baby. The Cougars Woo. preparing to host Utah State. Two more days of preparation before the battle for the old wagon wheel. You have to say it like that. I know, you do. <laughs> it just has to be said that way. Last night on BYU Football with Kalani Satake, the head ball coach spoke on the status of his defensive stars, Zane Anderson and Diane Gawoluka. Will they play? Zane's practicing. Diane's a little bit slower, but... Um... In practice, not as not as uh, further along as, as Zane is, but um, I think a, a lot of, there could be a lot of improvement in the next couple of days. So I'm playing on both of those guys playing. Mark my words, Jerem. If Zane and Diane play, BYU will 100% win the game. Oh, wow. Okay. They make that much of a difference. Well, save it for what's the chance. Coverage begins on Canton to kickoff 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Watch that program. I really like it. Former Cougar Kyle Collinsworth started for the Toronto Raptors in last night's preseason game against Jason Shepard's Utah Jazz. Collinsworth had two rebounds and one assist in 11 minutes. The Raptors continue preseason play against the Brooklyn Don't Call Me New Jersey Nets next Wednesday. BYU men's volleyball announces the hiring of former player Devin Young as an assistant coach. Young played middle blocker for the Cougars in 2008 and 2011 to 2014. He helped the Cougars win the 2013 and 14 MPSF regular season and tournament titles. BYU men's right. volleyball, yes, plays their first home game of the season on January 5th of 2019. Well, that schedule's not out, so that's a fun fact. And uh, the BYU men's cross-country team remains number two while the women's team moves to number nine in the USTFCCA most recent co- coaches poll. This marks the highest rank in the season for the ladies since 2006. Both teams compete in Logan, crazy enough, this Friday to compete in the Steve T. Reader Memorial Invitation. Let's just make it a big winning against the rival weekend. We know the cross-country team will beat Utah State. This we know. We believe the football team will beat Utah State, but what's the chance they do or do not? Ah, it's interesting you ask that question. Let's play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks... What's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. We hungry, Ben Bagley. What do you have for us at number one? What's the chance BYU's offense scores 24 points on Friday? I go 77%. I know that BYU has struggled this season and averages 21.4 at this point offensively. Uh, but I think BYU is going over 24. The question is defensively, will BYU hold Utah State to fewer points than it scores? Yeah, 80% chance. I might even want to be higher than that. 85% chance BYU hits the 24 mark. Utah State is not Cal or Wisconsin or Washington. Come on. They are farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. BYU will go 24-plus against Utah State. I'm okay. 85. In fact, I talked myself into 90%. 90% wow, chance BYU escalated hits quickly. the magical number of 24 against Utah State. It's in Provo. BYU will have their edge back. It's been a short week. The focus is there. Twenty-four plus nine. All it takes is mild humiliation. Well, sometimes after sometimes Cal, that's that a happened, real thing. Sometimes like, ah. that's a real thing. Yeah. Number two. What's the chance BYU's defense holds Utah State's offense to under twenty-four points? Uh, I'm going to go like thirty-one percent because Utah State can sling it. Uh, the question is whether BYU can score enough in this game. Yeah, I'm. Oh, man. I'm, and we don't know if Zane and Diane are playing. I'm 
Okay, and th- that's the thing. If Zane Anderson and Diane Gawalaku play, then 75% chance Utah State doesn't score 24-plus in Provo. I'm with you. It would increase significantly. I don't know. They aren't until they are. But if they don't, me. if they don't play, then I'm more along the lines of what you're saying. Yeah. Like in the 30s, maybe 40% BYU hold Utah State agree. under 24. I, I just think they are. I think they are two of BYU's five best. Yes. Defensive players. How effective will Zane Anderson be? How effective will Diane Gawalaku be? So maybe it should come to fifty percent. Maybe it's fifty somewhere is in the like middle. I don't know what to say. Yeah. So I'm gonna say fifty. Well, that's <laughs> but that's a real thing right here. Then go fifty three. Then it sounds like you thought about it. I do believe that BYU will win the game if they play. I do. Would you say that you believe that they will win? They would, huh. you, would you say that? I believe that BYU will win. <laughs> so Navy came up with that. <laughs> First to twenty four wins the game. First to twenty four wins the game. Okay, that that's going to happen. Number three. Last one. What's the chance Tanner Mangum throws for two hundred plus yards on Friday? Now BYU is averaging one sixty three a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's gone for two hundred plus one time this year. It was at Arizona when and BYU was, scored twenty eight points, and it was two oh nine. Okay, I go forty three percent. I think there's a decent shot that that happens. And honestly, it needs to happen. I know BYU starts with running the rock, but if BYU is going to be the team that they want to be, they got to pass the ball. It's BYU. It's BYU. Why is passing a struggle? 55%. Tanner goes for 200-plus. The thing is, I don't think he has to to beat Utah State. I don't think Tanner Mangum has to pass for over 200 yards for the Cougars to beat Utah so they State. They probably need to go They need to have five-plus running the ball. Now, they need to have... I think close to at you know probably 400 yards of total offense to beat Utah State. Yet to happen on the season. I think BYU needs to be close to that number, if not eclipse it for the first time this season to beat Utah State. Now, however you get there, great. You can divide it up. BYU can run for 200 yards and pass for 180. Fantastic. Rush offense averaging 132. But they have not played Utah State in pro. They have not played. Wait, what? Let's just let BYU play these teams that are not Power 5 teams on the road. <laughs> Let's do that. I'm anxious to play an FBS team. And see what happens. Isn't Power 5. And see what happens. Sure. Yeah. All right. That takes care of What's the Chance, brought to you by BYU Food to Go. Good grief. I can't believe we just had a conversation about whether or not Tanner Mangum will throw for 200-plus yards against Utah State. Well, that ain't 2015. That's crazy. You're Coming right. up. You're right. A camera, a mustache, and a trophy. It's all on the agenda for offensive line coach Ryan. Pew, pew. <laughs> yes, I am one-on-one with the offensive line coach. What does it mean to him to protect Lavelle's house? Because this is his first season at BYU. Yeah. Interesting insight from the offensive line coach. This is BYU Sports Nation. One-on-one. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow is Basketball Media Day. That means we have a two-hour show featuring Dave Rose, Yoli Childs, TJ Haas, Joshir Hardnett, and Luke Worthington. Join us from 12 to 2. An extra hour. It's all free on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Then at 6.30 Eastern, watch Dave Rose on our digital platforms during his press conference on the BYU TV app and BYUtv.org. What does the battle for the old wagon wheel mean to someone who has never experienced the game, Jerem? Ryan Pugh, the new offensive line coach for BYU, 
is in that very scenario, yet he feels right at home in this realm of rivalries. One-on-one, BYU Sports Nation, all access with the man in charge of the BYU offensive line. Coach, what is the best and worst part about preparing for a game on a short week? Uh, Best part is most of the time, in my experience, the players are really focused. Uh, The coaches don't have a lot of time to uh, overcomplicate things. Um, And I think that sometimes your energy levels are just up and the urgency happens to uh, be great. I've had good experiences on short weeks, and so I think a lot of times we try not to necessarily talk about how short of the time it is, but maximizing the time we have and making sure that we're uh, prepared just like we would on a normal week. But at the end of the day, you're... um, you got one less day, but it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you do anything different. Last time BYU lost this season, uh, your offensive coordinator, Jeff Graham, said, we got our edge back. Do you feel like you have your edge back following the loss at Washington? Uh, I'll tell you on Friday after the game. <laughs> but uh, I think our young men have come in this week and they prepared uh, well. Uh, we, have, we have a great group of, of guys who, who want to do the right things, who, who want to be great, who practice the right way. Um, who understand what it takes to win at a high level. And we just sometimes don't always do it and execute uh, on game day. Um, but that's part of uh, developing a culture, and that's part of um, having success and growing pains, so to speak. But I think that our, our young men are smart, and they come to work every day. And so I think we're uh, after today's practice uh, was a great practice for us. And so I think our guys are ready. I think they understand what this rivalry means. And, and I think we'll be prepared on Friday to go out and, and play well. As a coach, everybody wants to watch the film so that they can fully understand where things went wrong and, and what you had to do better. What was the number one point of emphasis for the offensive line this week after you watched film against Washington? Uh, we said going into the week it was going to be our technique versus theirs. And uh, in big games between two great teams, uh, usually that's what it comes down to. Uh, executing a certain block, a certain double team against their technique, uh, not, not necessarily um, anything other than that, and playing with high energy and, and physicality. And I thought, for the most part, we, uh, we were assignment sound. Um, we just didn't execute our technique when we needed to, um, and, and we had some costly penalties at, at in crucial times where we, couldn't, uh, we can't afford to have those, and that's not who we are. Uh, as a group up front, and that's not who we are as an offense. We're, we're, we, we preach discipline and we practice that way, and so um, that was disappointing, but the, there wasn't a lack of effort. There wasn't a lack of knowing what to do. It was just we didn't execute our technique when it, time came. When you look at Utah State, what kind of a challenge or what is the most challenging thing that they will pose to your offensive line on Friday? I think they're a very sound defense that uh, prides themselves on getting 11 hats to the football. Uh, they play fast. They, uh, they're a physical bunch. We have our uh, work cut out for us. Uh, you know, they're, they have a great, uh, great group of young men on that side of the ball that, that understand how to play their defense very well. And so they've executed that this season thus far. Uh, Ryan Pugh, offensive line coach for BYU on preparing for Utah State. And then he brought up his, a... his answers. The rest of the answers just weren't good enough. So we spared you the audience. <laughs> That you know, like if he's not going to bring it, we're we're going to end the interview in the middle. Okay. Wow.
He brought it. I do like Ryan. Field. He brought it. He's great. Yeah, and he did bring up a good point. The focus, while it's a shorter week, he yes. said that the coaches can't overcomplicate things. And I thought that was an insightful answer. Like, oh yeah, you just got to go. Now, just go. Let's go. There's this idea, you know, from coordinators' corner, a discussion there that from defense coordinator Lice Tuyaki that perhaps BYU was a little too complicated in what they were preparing to do defensively at Washington. Most of the time, simplicity is the best thing to do, right? Um, you create complication that can. Uh, advance what you're doing, but at the end of the day, simple is easier to understand, and uh, these guys are D1 athletes. Go out and make a play. And and against Utah State, like, how complex does BYU need to be against any... Like, I can understand against Washington. Okay, they do some crazy things. We need to do some crazy things to match yeah, it. Yeah. Um, U- Utah State is very simple yet precise in their, their tempos really high. Uh, they they stretch the field vertically, horizontally. So there's a lot to account for there. I'm hoping BYU is taking a different approach this week, having learned something against Washington. A couple of things you did not hear. because yeah, Tell us the only the good time, stuff. The first time that he has experienced this rivalry, uh, he kind of had to step back and say, look, I-, I asked my guys. And he's like, about 30 seconds into the explanation, I was ready to go for the rivalry. Hmm. Like, I, okay, now I get it. The battle for the old wagon wheel. So yeah. it didn't take long for his He's offensive line. He's a part line. of arguably the greatest rivalry in college football. Oh, Auburn and Alabama, right? Oh, my gosh. So he understands that realm very well. But he yes. said, it did not take long for me to acclimate myself with why BYU wants to beat Utah State so badly. I want to know what the guys said. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what, what was said in that moment? Now, secondly, he talked about he wanting a picture with the old wagon wheel. And I thought to myself... Oh man, with that mustache, absolutely! And he's like, "Yes, this needs to happen." <laughs> uh, we're going to air a conversation we had with Matt Wells coming up tomorrow on the program, Utah State head coach. And in it, I ask him whether Utah State's going to bring the wheel or not. Ooh, that's called a tease. Will they actually bring the wheel? The full interview with Ryan Pugh, offensive line coach for BYU, in our all-access BYU Sports Nation segment will be available online, YouTube, Twitter. It's all going to be there. So uh, something to look forward to as you push forward in our coverage of the first rivalry week for BYU football in the 2018 season. Okay, I love it. I, I'm going to have to go watch that YouTube interview. I, did, I didn't see the rest of it. I'm excited. Coming up, head coach Kalani Satake and whether he expects Gonwoloku and Zane Anderson to play Friday night. Kyle Collinsworth, Big Rush of Five, because that's his Twitter handle, Jaron. Back. Got the start for the Toronto Raptors last night. We'll recap his stat line and when he could potentially play next. Plus, what did BYU men's golf pull off in the biggest little city in the world? This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Mitchell Jurgens and Ryan Pugh. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Uh, insincere apologies to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Was that an insincere apology Football. or insincere apology? Yes. Okay. BYU Football hosts Utah State on Friday. This just in. Head coach Kalani Sataki said he expects both Zane Anderson and Dianga Wolaku to play. Friday's coverage begins with Cougar pregame live with your boy Jason Shepard on BYU Radio at 7 Eastern and BYU TV's countdown to kickoff at 8 Eastern. Cougars in the NBA. Former BYU basketball star Mr. Triple-Double. Kyle Collinsworth started for the Toronto Raptors in last night's preseason game in Salt Lake City against the Jazz. Collinsworth grabbed two rebounds, had an assist, played a total of 11 minutes. The Raptors play Brooklyn in preseason action next Wednesday. 
And Brian Hamilton of The Athletic picked BYU Hoops as his team who will make the biggest splash in the NCAA this year. That wasn't in March Madness last season. Ooh, what does Brian know? Volleyball. BYU announced the hiring of former player Devin Young as assistant coach. He played middle blocker for the Cougars and helped BYU win the 2013 and 2014 MPSF regular season and tournament titles. Cross country. The men's team remains number two in the USTFC CCCA most recent coaches poll. The women climbed to number nine, which is their highest ranking since number six in 2006. Both teams compete in Logan this Friday. How about that? To compete in the Steve T. Reader Memorial Invitational. Golf. BYU men's golf finished second as a team at the Nick Watney Invitational in Fresno. Actually, Madera, California, but hosted by Fresno State. Freshman Carson Lundell took second individually on Tuesday. Team finished with a total score just one stroke behind the winner's Nevada. BYU travels to Alabama for the Jerry Pate Intercollegiate October 8th and 9th. Tennis. And the men's tennis doubles team of Sean Hill and Jeffrey Sue advanced to the doubles main draw at the ITA All-American Tournament after defeating the University of Texas, Hook'em, in the qualifying match. Today's the practice day for all players before the main draw singles and doubles tomorrow. Let's give out a rise and shout. And today it belongs to... Who, Jerem? Who deserves the rise and shout today? I don't know. How about we give it to women's cross country? Yes, climbing. Doing work. Love it. Highest ranking since 06, as you just said. And this is a team that won multiple national titles uh, near the turn of the century. Near Y2K. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, I remember it. I remember yeah. it. Follow me. Follow me to freedom. Yes, Charlie Center. Where do you rank Utah State on your BYU rivalry list? That is our question of the day. Kevin Kelly adds this on Facebook. I guess I'd rank them second after Utah, but it's a distant second. There is a gap there. For sure. <laughs> there is a gap there. Danica on Instagram. As far as rivalries go, it would be third behind Utah and Boise State. Interesting. Okay. At Blue Goggles 1 on Twitter. Players need to get amped like it's a rivalry. They can't afford to come out flat. I live in Cache Valley, and people here hate BYU. It's strong on this end. I would say it's their number one. I would say it's probably number three for BYU behind Utah and Boise State. So two for Boise State. I, I think there's too much feeling with Utah State. Yes. Annoyance. Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at Colonel underscore James 83 on Twitter. Number one, Utah. Two through 49. Utah, Utes, U of U. See the pattern? At number 50, Utah State. 51 to 130, everyone else. Everybody else is right. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for Jerem. I am Spencer, and we shout out to John Walsh. Go Cougs.